At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello there, I'm Bob Miller, the host of The Lawless Files. The format of this episode is going to be a little different because we've got a major update in the case. So this is our first breaking news episode. It won't be long, but we've got some significant news to share. So for the last couple of weeks, The Lawless Files has been asking for an interview with Scott County Prosecutor Amanda Ash. We wanted to get her response to information that we've uncovered in this podcast, but also get an update on the case, any information that she could provide. So for full disclosure here, Ash is a distant cousin of my wife. I didn't know this until after she announced that she was running for prosecutor's office way back when. Um, I've never met uh, Amanda Ash at any family function, but I just wanted to put that out there because that has come up before. Anyway, we haven't gotten into everything yet in the timeline for you to completely understand the dynamics at play here. So I'm going to try to summarize real quickly before we get on to the breaking news. So when Rick Walter was in office, he brought probable cause to the former prosecutor, Paul Boyd. Boyd decided instead of doing the probable cause route to take the case to a grand jury, which did not yield an indictment. The Southeast Missouri reported that the grand jury did not hear from key witnesses in the case, including DNA and crime reconstruction experts. Now, Walter argues there was politics involved in this. Boyd said he was using the grand jury as an investigative tool. Regardless of which one is correct, probable cause was submitted to Boyd before Walter left office, and the grand jury was called before Amanda Ash took office. So as part of her campaign, Ash kind of promised to take a fresh approach and to give high priority to the lawless case. And uh, to be quite frank, she inherited quite a political mess in a case that's a, you know, a quagmire of complexity. So we're now two years into her term. I reached out to Ash before the podcast aired and told her the podcast would be coming out and that I would be seeking comment from her soon. I again reached out to her on January 13th asking for an interview. Today is January 25th and she sent me a statement. I'm going to read the entire statement. Here it goes. Quote, I have been asked for an update concerning the Angela Michelle Lawless investigation. After taking over as the Scott County Prosecutor in 2019, I spent considerable amount of time reviewing reports, evidence, and interviews from this investigation. One of the biggest obstacles as I progressed through the investigation was the lack of organization to the investigation, where most current homicide investigations are digitized and or organized with an index in a chronological order, this investigation had zero organization other than some binders that were made from old reports. However, those reports were not necessarily in chronological order. I began reaching out to others for assistance on how to organize and compile a digitized version of these case files. The Missouri Highway Patrol has a team, Violent Crime Support Unit, 
VCSU that helps organize and digitize current major case investigations. They have agreed to organize and digitize the lawless investigation files. This will be a huge step for investigators in being able to click through electronically and find each file containing a witness name or locating all of the evidence that was originally seized. Further, during my time going through the case files, I learned of a new unit being formed with the Missouri Attorney General's Office. In December 2020, the Missouri Attorney General announced the Missouri Cold Case Unit for the Attorney General's Office. This office focuses on cold case investigations within Missouri. This unit has agreed to step into the lawless investigation and provide assistance and independent review of the case files of this investigation. Finally, as part of the cold case unit review, the Missouri State Highway Patrol Division of Drug and Crime Control, or DDCC, will be stepping into the case to provide an independent investigator's perspective of the case files and determining a plan for moving forward. When I took office in 2019, I pledged to do an independent review of the lawless case file. I believe these outside agencies stepping in to assist in this case will be a huge step in the right direction for the investigation of this case. Sincerely, Amanda L. Ash. And Ash, by the way, is spelled O-E-S-C-H. All right, so let's unpack that a bit. There's, this is all complicated stuff. And as far as I'm seeing this, <laughs> uh, Ash has buried the lead. The most important information that Ash stated uh, is that the Missouri Attorney General has agreed to look at this case under the Missouri Cold Case Unit. And, and, and to me, that's big news. Uh, according to Ash, the unit has agreed to provide assistance and do an independent review of the case files in this investigation. Next, she said that as part of the cold case unit review, the Missouri State Highway Patrol Division of Drug and Crime Control will be stepping in to provide an independent investigator's perspective of the case files and determining a plan and moving forward. Okay, so that's good news too. But there are a lot of loaded words in that sentence. So while these are positive developments, I want to issue a warning for cautious optimism. A lot of people have been asking through messages to me and on social media well, what they can do um, to help you know, move this case forward. And one of the things I've been talking about is petitioning government. And that starts with the conflict of interest that, that we've talked about in the podcast. So you have the fact that the current sheriff... West Jury made two judgments in the immediate aftermath of the murder to release a man who is today the primary suspect. That's troublesome, particularly when that man has been politically supported by Bill Farrell, who has been documented to have had relationships with Kevin Williams, a current suspect, and Larry Abbott, the twins' father. So Bill Farrell crossed party lines to support Jury. At least from a public perspective standpoint, there seems to be a conflict of interest here. But before we get ahead of ourselves, you know, and, and celebrate this moment, I want to make a point also that the Missouri State Highway Patrol and the Attorney General's Office also have some level of conflict of interest in this case. The Missouri Highway Patrol put up several roadblocks for Rick Walter when he reopened the lawless case. Um, if you remember going back into the original case, Don Windham, the Highway Patrol detective, uh, he was responsible for getting the jailhouse informants who had recanted to unrecant. Those witnesses suggested in different documents that they were afraid of additional charges if they came clean and retracted their statements. 
Another fact that you'll hear about in episode 11 that's coming out soon is that a Missouri State Highway Patrol sergeant who led the SEMO Drug Task Force fired Bill Bonert from the task force when he decided to testify to what Mark Abbott told him in 1997. Remember, that's when Abbott said that he saw Kevin Williams shoot Michelle Lawless. So this officer, uh, Bill Bonert, said, I, um, I've been approached by Josh Keezer's attorneys. Um, I'm going to testify that what Mark Abbott told me. And uh, when, he, when he made the decision to do that, shortly afterwards, he was fired from the task force. So, so the highway patrol has some issues here. There, were, there was an issue also with a gun that Rick Walter wanted tested against the bullets used uh, in the Michelle Lawless murder. And again, all sorts of roadblocks were put up. So the Missouri State Highway Patrol here is not clean um, when it comes to this case. Um, so, you know, that's just something that we need to think about. And that you kind of have the same situation with the Attorney General's office. You have Kenny Holsoff and Van Godsey who worked this case. And you have Holsoff, who told some pretty extreme falsehoods in the trial, especially in the closing statements. And according to statements made to Josh Keezer, one of the snitches had recanted directly to a Scott County prosecution investigator. And that investigator handed the document directly to Holsoff, who did not turn that document over to the defense. So that's true. Will the attorney general's office be willing to look at its own role in this case or will it be more interested in preserving its reputation? You know, so we have the AG's office, we have the Highway Patrol, you know, will will both of them be able to to look even at the SEMO Drug Task Force and its relationships with Farrell? These are all questions that, that we're going to have as we go forward. But the good news is that unlike in Scott County, where the same person who is involved in key mistakes is now in charge of the department, there are a lot of different faces and names at the Highway Patrol and the AG's office today than there was back in the 1990s or even the mid-2000s for that matter. So obviously more eyes on this case in an official capacity, the more eyes we have on it is, is better. That's, you know, certainly this is a, a positive development. I would like to point out that while Ash made some big announcements here, she did not answer a lot of the questions I sent to her initially. I was hoping to interview Ash for the podcast. She wanted me to send some questions so she could determine whether she could answer them ethically. And so I did. In the end, she decided not to do a uh, a phone interview um, and instead decided to put out this statement, which, you know, is her right. So um, I I do have some questions about uh, the statement. In particular, I have a question of who's the lead agency now. You know, um, we've got. It seems like we've got three agencies now working on this case. Is Scott County the lead? Like I, you know, I'm not sure how all of this works. Um, I'm not sure. I'm. I'm assuming that the AG and the Highway Patrol will have uh, the authority to bring probable cause or you know uh, something like that. But the less that Scott County is involved with this, I think the better off. Uh, the case is going to be um her if they're if they're just here to assist then i think that's problematic if they're here to lead the charge i think that's a good a good thing i'd like to point out that i can sympathize with the disorganization of the files i have piecemealed things from a thousand different directions paper documents digital documents multiple cases i've gone into courthouses and taken photos of pages with my phone which i later learned was against the court rules and then i've you know, and then I've gone back and typed up notes, and I have a timeline of 63 pages, single space, that I have done myself. Would a complete 
digitization timeline have been helpful for my own investigation? Of course, no doubt. And I'm glad the Highway Patrol's Violent Crime Support Unit is helping with the digitization. But timelines can be built without the help of outside jurisdiction. I'm not privy to the caseload and all the requirements of the prosecutor's office. I'm, I imagine it's enormous. And I'm not trying to rip on Amanda Ash here. It's just that she holds a lot of cards as it relates to the resolution of this case. There is no bigger case in Scott County than this one. So I have some more follow-up questions out to Ash about jurisdiction and other issues. And if and when I get a response to those, I will update this episode and post on our discussions group page on Facebook. So bottom line, this is a positive day for the case. Um, uh, other eyes are, are going to be looking at what this case holds. Let's hope that the Highway Patrol and the AG's office can get justice for Michelle Lawless. It's been long enough. I'm your host, Bob Miller. Thank you for listening to this special edition of The Lawless Files. Mm-hmm.